Welcome to Synth Stories. My name is Ronick Sethi. Every episode, we feature an artist or producer who shares their personal story with a specific hardware synthesizer and then demonstrates how they used that synthesizer to create a specific sound on one of their tracks. Synth Stories is brought to you by Ask.audio. If you're interested in improving your audio and music production skills from recording to synthesis to mixing and mastering, visit the Ask.audio Academy. Listeners of Synth Stories can save $5 per month on a subscription to the Academy, which contains over 550 video courses. Simply visit www.ask.audio forward slash synth stories. Hello, this is Makeup and Vanity Set, and you are listening to Synth Stories on Ask Audio. Makeup and Vanity Set is Matthew Pusty, based in Nashville. Mavs creates moody, atmospheric, and often dark synth soundscapes that wouldn't sound out of place in futuristic visions from 80s subculture, or in the case of a recent score, in hit video game Brigador. In this episode, Matthew reveals how he conjured up unsettling arpeggiated sequences and luscious mind-expanding pads using the Moog Mother32 analog synthesizer in conjunction with the surprisingly musical hardware reverb unit from Meris called Mercury 7. You can watch the Meris and Makeup and Vanity set video on YouTube. I started making music when I was 15. I was uh, playing guitar in bands and garages uh, with my friends. MP3 had just become a thing. Stumbled into Autechre, Squarepusher, and Aphex Twin. And those three collectively kind of changed my life. I knew that whatever I was going to do the rest of my life, it was going to be around music. It was just what was my voice and how did I kind of figure into you know expressing that. The first uh, music I was making was on a PC. It had a copy of Impulse Tracker, which was a free kind of Amiga mod tracking software. I remember I used to use it obsessively trying to figure out how to sequence to kind of figure out the nuts and bolts of not only just the idea of synthesis, but the idea of taking sound, natural sound, and editing it. I used to edit audio with, I think it was Cool Edit Pro and probably like the beta version of SoundForge. And I would sort of tweak things and try to find new ways to make something sound interesting. And I think that was really the building blocks of my getting into synthesis. I think it was really just through screwing around with Impulse Tracker and trying to come up with songs. That was sort of the genesis of all of it. When I was a kid, uh, one of the kind of standout moments for me cinematically was probably the opening to The Shining. I remember watching that shot of the helicopter kind of coming in over the mountains and just hearing this crazy sound, obviously the sound of Wendy Carlos, and you know, just kind of obsessively taking that sound in and just feeling really overwhelmed by it and just not even really knowing that it was possible to be overwhelmed by a sound. And I think that, you know, when it came time for me to think about getting into synthesis and how that works, obviously Moog was looming large because of the association with Wendy Carlos. And I think that was a big reason why I moved towards the Mother 32 so aggressively when it came out. It just seemed like a no-brainer to kind of get into that. Maris Audio, um, they reached out to me kind of feeling that there was maybe a kinship between some of the gear that they were making and uh, the music that I was making. Uh, Specifically, I'd released a double album called Wilderness that was um, 
pretty dark and very kind of ethereal. And the goal of that record was sort of expressing a lot of personal stuff and creating sort of a haunting atmosphere. I think one of the one of the major influences for Maris on the Mercury was uh, something like the soundtrack to Blade Runner. With that score was he created literally like a cacophony of sound um, and it was beautiful. But it was every bit uh, as much a world that he created as it was you know, the director Ridley Scott created for the film. So those two things really went hand in hand. And I think my goal always when I'm approaching a record is to kind of be consistent in a tone and have an idea of where I want to come from, what that voice is trying to say. And I think Maris, uh, when they heard, I think when Terry and Angelo heard wilderness, they felt like maybe there was a, a space for us to kind of work together. They sent me the Mercury 7 Reverb, uh, which is a 500 series device. And almost immediately, I realized that what I was working with was not part of this, the typical form factor of reverbs. It was a device that has an extremely musical quality. And it was something that was just very different. It wasn't just surfing through presets and tweaking and trying to figure out what I'm doing. It was literally you, you run something through it and it just immediately sounds like it is adding to rather than um, just being a utility. Um, it had a it had a musical voice of its own that really lent itself to what I was doing. And the idea was really to create something that just lived and breathed and was not really set into a, a, a grid, something that just had a real life of its own. And because I felt like that was the, the method that was gonna best serve what they had created. You know, my live setup uh, felt like the best place to start. A couple years ago, I decided to completely eschew the sort of tenants that I had known uh, as to how to perform music live, which primarily consisted of a laptop and a controller and it became the thing that you see all the time. And the things that frustrated me with that setup was that laptops are always uh, loaded with this element of unreliability. And, uh, you know, and then using a controller, it's like you have a controller and a controller and a controller. And then before long, it's like, you know, your primary source of sound is like three controllers away. It's not really within arm's reach anymore. And I always hated that. I never felt like I had a real good wrangle over what I was trying to do. And um, so a few years ago, I, I stumbled into Electron, started using Electron Octatrack as my main brain for my live setup uh, and added to it the Electron Analog Rhythm, which is a phenomenal drum machine, and both of which, uh, both the Analog Rhythm and the Octatrack will utilize Electron's sequencer and parameter locks and um, which there's nothing else out there like that. Um, I have a Moog Little Fatty Stage 2 uh, and a uh, Dave Smith Instruments Mofo, um, both of which I really like. They both have their own kind of unique sound. Moog obviously is going to be pretty warm and Dave Smith Instruments always have a little bit of an edge to it. I use the Prophet 5. I don't use it in a way that I ever really thought I would use it. I don't use it in a way that's very straightforward. I always end up using it for some kind of odd atmospheric uh, sound design type application rather than just playing things straight through it. I think that the, the synth itself is pretty rough around the edges. I think a lot of that has to do with its age and the way that it's constructed. It just has a very kind of dark, rigid tone um, that to, for me kind of lends itself to specific applications in music. So very kind of starting point with the Maris track was the Mother 32, which is Moog's 
semi-modular analog synthesizer that they put out last year. And I felt like that was a good place to start because as an instrument, it's pretty raw. And I had the option of kind of running it even without a envelope generator, not even using the sequencer, just letting it run wide open and just trying to kind of use the cutoff of the filter to create some sort of atmosphere. And I really liked that. I liked the idea that I could sort of manually modulate a lot of the parameters just from the face of the instrument and try to build upon that. So I think starting off, that was sort of where it was. It was just simply letting the cutoff uh, allow the signal to sort of bleed into the track uh, to kind of give it uh, just a sense that something was sort of building. I think on its own, uh, the dry signal of the Moog is um, it's interesting, but it's it's pretty boring. It doesn't really lend itself to the atmosphere of the track. And so as I begin to um, feed it into the Mercury 7, specifically parameter-wise, what I was looking for is trying to use the pitch vector settings to allow it to give it uh, some density and some body through the reverb, but I also wanted it to sort of drift off into the distance. And what's nice about the pitch vector is as it modulates, the pitch sort of decreases as it sort of trails off, which I think is something that immediately right off the bat you'll notice um, creates a major difference in the sound. Another main component of the track was um, creating arpeggiation using the Mother 32 and also feeding that into the Mercury 7. Um, a lot of the music that I write relies on polyrhythmic arpeggiation, so I will take instrumentation and just stack it. And I find that in doing that, you can really kind of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And as you begin to start arranging the song, it allows me to sort of subtractively go through all the parts that I've created and figure out what works best and what builds momentum the best. And uh, this track was really no different. It was just a sense of allowing those things to build and sort of intertwine and expand as the track expands. Tried to take all the gear that I was using and run it through the Mercury in some fashion so that it had it had a destructed quality to it. And what I, I guess I mean by destructed is it's not necessarily just drawing MIDI in in your copy of Ableton Live and then having a send to a reverb. It's you're running the synth through uh, the sequencers. Uh, controlling the synth, running it through the Mercury, and everything is being printed as audio into my DAW rather than you know, trying to play it safe. Um, and I think that was the goal. The goal was to create something that had a, a little element of danger to it as a performer so that it was interesting and unique and didn't feel molded. That in and of itself embodies what I think the spirit of the Mercury 7 is. It's, it's something that you can put in your studio that you can run audio through that is gonna give you a different result every time and is going to color the sound in a way that is really interesting and unlike anything else that I've ever used. The Mother 32. It's just such a hands-on device. It's such a, it provides me flexibility. I can run clock to it or I can run outside of sync and just let it be doing its own thing. I think the results on that are even more interesting because you're sort of 
you know, it's again, it's still polyrhythms, but it's it's just chaos. And to me, there's some really wonderful things to be found when you're not, when everything just isn't completely rigidly set to a grid. I think that that's when you really start to find your voice and find what you're trying to do, especially when you're dealing with synthesizers and drum machines. And I just always really appreciated that. I think it's a really peaceful instrument. It's you can create a lot of noise and craziness with it, but when you're using it as a as a user and a performer, the thing that you get out of it for me is is I feel kind of lost in a world of it. And obviously running a synth through an echo or a reverb is going to give you something that is even more unique and even more sort of expansive. Running it in combination with the Mercury 7, the result is is just sort of endless. It just swallows you up. And I think that's the thing about the Mother 32 that I've always just really responded to. Many thanks to Matthew for reconstructing the sounds from the Meris video on the Moog Mother 32 and Meris Mercury 7. Go check out more synth soundtracks and songs from Makeup and Vanity Set on SoundCloud, iTunes and Bandcamp. Search for Makeup and Vanity Set. And if you're looking to improve your audio and music production skills, whether that be recording to synthesis, mixing, mastering, logic, cubase, visit the ask.audio academy. Listeners of Synth Stories can save $5 per month on a subscription to the academy containing over 550 video courses. Visit www.ask.audio forward slash synth stories. And here is the complete track by Makeup and Vanity Set in conjunction with Meris. To watch the whole video, either search for it on YouTube, Vimeo, or check out the article on Makeup and Vanity Set on ask.audio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Synth Stories on Ask Audio. To hear more Synth Stories, subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes.